uh, oh, just get warmed up. You have to always be sure to check the YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> always forget about that. The thing I like about the, the ellipses and stuff like that is like, um, you can push your hand in directions and angles that you usually don't do. <laughs> so it's kind of like, or for at least for me, it helps mm. like stretch, stretch the hand and stuff like that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, also, I think there is going to be this way that that is probably most effective for you or anybody like a direction that you go that we favor um and uh i think that's a good thing to know you know what i mean like there's almost like it's almost like reliable like oh if i do it this way i know i'm gonna have high degree of success and then mm -hmm. like you were saying it's it is good to practice uh i'm just sort of things that are hard, things that are difficult. Mm hmm 100%. Good morning, guys. Amber, how are I'm, you doing? I'm awake, I swear. <laughs> Running a little behind this morning, but I'm awake. Good. That one was, that one was terrible, I just did. All right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing ellipses. And if you're uh, joining us, um, maybe you're uh, maybe you're doing your ellipses too. And um, it's one of those one of those things that uh, Amber just before you got here, Kyle was talking about how uh, he really likes to push, you know, his hand around in different ways. He doesn't always get a chance to do, you know, so all the warm up exercises. Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, as much as it's good to create a muscle memory because you're a tattooer, you also have to stretch those muscles you don't use all the time in that wrist and that armor. It kind of atrophies. Mm -hmm. That was a good way of putting it. It really is. Because, yeah, if you don't use it, you lose it. So, mm -hmm. that is foul shower. Well, um, yeah, it's the uh, same reason my dad doodles physics calculations for fun. Really? He's in his 70s and it keeps his brain sharp. He can clear like an entire page of Sudoku puzzles in minutes. That's crazy. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, I agree with you and I believe in it too. It's, you know, it's, it's the way to, it's the way to stay, uh, you know, active and keep your mind plastic, right? You just get He's still quite competitive with me at Jeopardy. Hmm. He still gives me a run for my money. <laughs> nice. Well, everybody, um, you know, if you're just joining us, uh, we're doing drawing for tattooers this morning. Um, we got Kyle, we got Amber. Good morning, gang. Thanks for coming today. Morning, everybody. Morning. Um, and so uh, if this is working for you, let us know in the chat. Um, we'd love to know where you're watching us from and, uh, you know, 
where you are, uh, where you at in, in your tattoo journey. Are you a tattooer? Are you an apprentice? Um, this show is for everybody, though. So uh, we just love to connect. And uh, with that, I'm going to see if I can't share my screen like I, like I do about this time. Perhaps I can. Yes. And I will do that right. <laughs> I'll do it right now, promise. Okay, here it is. I'll share this one right here. Yeah, good morning, everybody. It's um, Monday. Uh, and it is, uh, it is October the 9th today, uh, 2023. And this is uh, Drawing for Tattooers uh, on Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Um, this is where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are all encouraged to join in these real-world and uh, live streamed events. Um, our goal is to inspire, share, and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every single day, and with your help, we've become a quality network of live and on-demand tattoo and art-related content. Uh, we're also a podcast, and you can find the podcast uh, at all the major podcast directories, uh, Apple or Spotify. Uh, you can also find Reinventing the Tattoo, the app. It's available at the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, um, wherever you get your apps from. We also have a Roku channel, uh, Facebook page, YouTube channel. Um, uh, but no matter where you're looking, uh, you can always find the latest and greatest here at Reinventing the Tattoo. Dot com. Um, so uh, let's check out uh, some of our uh, some of our upcoming shows on uh, Sundays at 1 p.m. We have uh, the skill building drawing group hosted by Jason Leeser. Mm. Uh, that's followed on Mondays at 9 a.m. Drawing for Tattooers, uh, that's this show, welcome. Uh, also on Mondays, uh, we have uh, Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple, that's at 5 p.m. And at 9 p.m. on Mondays, we have the Subscribers Exclusive Drawing Group hosted by Sandy. Uh, on Tuesdays at 11, uh, we have the Tattoo Now show. And on Thursdays at 6 p.m., we have the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast hosted by Vaughn Baker. Um, so please support these shows, uh, leave your positive feedback um, in the chat. Yeah, so uh, let's, uh, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors, uh, worldtattooevents.com. WorldTattooEvents.com is the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. Um, so be sure to check out World Tattoo Events to see what's uh, coming to your town. Um, so many awesome shows coming up. So keep up to date. Uh, tattoo Now. Tattoo Now is technology for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. Their upgrades competitive with any CRM mailing list software out there. Uh, so check out Tattoo Now, ask for Gabe. 
And of course, Guy Etchison. Uh, we'd like to thank Guy Etchison for being the founder and inspiration behind reinventing the tattoo. You can learn more about Guy Etchison by visiting guyetchison.com, where you can purchase paintings, prints, tattoo machines, and also learn more about Guy's story of being a painter, making his way through the tattoo world. Want to plug some upcoming events? The Paradise Tattoo Gathering. That's happening this upcoming week um, in beautiful Jiminy Peak, Mayor, uh, uh, Massachusetts. And so um, I think there are tickets still available. So be sure to uh, visit um, thetattoogathering.com and you can find out more about the uh, Paradise Tattoo Gathering 2023. Um, yeah, and uh, of course, uh, my website, tattooingwisdom.com, where you can learn about me and you can uh, you can uh, book a tattoo appointment. You can you know find out more about my paintings and my tattoos and all that stuff. So, with that, uh, I am stopping the share and we're jumping back into it. I want to say what's up to the chat, uh, Creatures Cave. Good morning, creatures. So great to hear from you. Good morning, creatures. Some really great tattoos Creature's been putting up, actually. Uh, we, just yes. talked, we just talked with Creature last week and got to, got to see her tattoos. They were really, uh, really great. And But but keep them coming, Creature. They're really looking awesome. Uh, Harriet, um, watching us from YouTube in Georgia. Oh, awesome. I hope it's, uh, hope it's looking good in Georgia. Um, Jason Leeser, morning all. I'll be on in a few. Awesome. Jason, love nice. to have you. So, um, yeah, well, today, uh, uh, Kyle has, uh, volunteered to be, <laughs> to be the leader of the group <laughs> today. For you. And so, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and make, let me see if I can figure out right here. Yep. I can make Kyle. The host, Kyle. You're now you're in charge. You have oh no, Don. Rut row. Okay. You have all the power. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just figured it was a uh, high time for uh, James uh, to be spotlit and uh, for for us to you know pick James's brain and go over his work and to see his side of tattooing and his his opinion on things um james is very patient with their, all, all of us and letting us talk and us, letting us showcase our stuff uh, it's only fair that james gets his turn so um yeah so i guess what we could do is just either we could probably just start asking questions and just kind of see how it goes from there um the the, the one question i want to ask for sure is um the 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 transition because uh james used to teach um, and he made the choice to go into tattooing. And I just wanted to see how that all went, you know, the whole transition between the teaching to the tattooing. That's a really good question. It is a good question. Um, and I think, uh, the best way that I can answer it, uh, was, it was kind of like, coming home in a way, right? I, I tattooed for many, many years and I, I wanted to go to school 
also. It was something that was really important to me. So doing tattoos and, uh, you know, going to school, uh, it, it really worked. Uh, they worked hand in hand for me for a long time. It helped me pay my way through school. And so, uh, but at a certain point, um, I, I started, I started teaching at the, you know, at the collegiate level and it was, it was a great honor and it was, it really was an amazing experience. Um, but all things in life, right. Come to an end. (laughs) All things, all things end. And it was, it was time to go. Sometimes you just sort of, you listen to the universe, you listen to your, uh, you know, to your, your gut. And it was, it was time to, time to come back to tattooing full time. And Mm. so um, it, it was difficult. I, you know, I moved away from somewhere I'd lived for a long time. Um, I did come back to a company you know, to a tattoo shop that I worked at for many years in the past because they've always treated me very fairly. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when it was, when I decided I really wanted to come back, I, I knew that I, I knew where I wanted to, you know, go. I knew who I wanted to hit up. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And, and, you know, luckily there was, there was a spot for me in my old booth, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Cool. My old booth that I, that I worked at, I, I worked there last time that I worked there uh, was in 2000, I'm going to say four to 2006, somewhere in that range. I worked in this booth uh-huh. and, um, and you know, that I, and then I moved away and I tattooed other places and I, you know, I went to school and I was gone for like, I don't know, in, in total, it was probably like 18 years I was gone came back you know what i mean it yeah. was, uh, so um and there was a there was a spot that was there for me i don't know if i you know i probably just said, said dates and there was math in there anyway it was a long time <laughs> so, well, if you're checking on my math you know i'm sure it's yeah. uh, well, all like mm-hmm. um yeah i was just saying like <laughs> like 18 years dude that's a good span and to be able to go back to where you were uh in the same booth and everything like that that's that's pretty amazing yeah. yeah like yeah like it was definitely waiting for you like it definitely meant to be hey this is you know come back yeah that sounds like <laughs> a little bit of serendipity yeah yeah strange yeah for um, sure yeah thank you i i i well i it's been it's been really interesting and there are people that i used to work with you know who I work with again and then a lot of new faces as well um and so it's uh being like being a tattooer every day because I I tattooed like religiously every day for you know for a long time over over 15 years uh, you know just every day tattooing and then you know uh then I just wasn't tattooing very much it was very sporadic for, Mm -hmm. for many years and then um you know, now back to it every day, you know, it has been, um, there's been a lot of challenges, but it's interesting. It's like, uh, you know, if it, I'm having this sort of like rebirth, a second chance, if you will, in many respects. And so I'm, I'm definitely trying to take it as seriously as I can, but also enjoy the, you know, this, this part of my, you know, experience, I feel like. 
but and and like the like you said like the whole like you were tattooing a bunch and then it kind of can be sporadic and stuff like that um like the the I don't know. It's like it's I I I. That's a very positive thing in, in my eyes because it really you're able to take a kind of a step back. You're not in the thick of everything, and you're able to look at it from a different perspective um, of the tattoo industry as a whole. And to be able to you know take a break from it and then to be able to come back to it uh, with fresh eyes, fresh legs, everything like that. Like and having a second chance, it's it's huge. It's awesome, you know. Um, so so what what really draws you to the the tattooing is it like the challenge of it all um is it just the the art of itself um what what are what are some of like the most important key features that stand out to you when you think of tattooing well uh, i do enjoy all of those aspects that you mentioned that there's there's a real artistic sort of dimension that i think is really uh, I think it's really important to me on a personal level, but also uh, there's there's a real transformation that happens in it that I that I've sort of discovered over time is really also really important to me. My own tattoos that I've had, like how they've changed me, and then in the people you know that I've got a chance to to work with and work on how it's impacted their life how it has been sometimes it's a mixed bag you know yeah. sometimes it really is like i don't want to say it's all this good and positive stuff you know it can hurt a lot like you can overcome the pain right if you get through the pain part mm -hmm. you might have something beautiful at the end you know if you can endure this this sort of thing but also you can, you can make decisions that, you know, it's a snapshot in your life. You can make decisions that like, you don't always agree with later on. And you are, you know, there, there's a, there's a signifier of those consequences that you have to deal with on every day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can hide that stuff. You know, you can hide your scars. You can hide the things that are like, you know, you're not so proud of necessarily, but like, you know, tattoo doesn't always work that way. Mm -mm. <laughs> so, I think there's a therapeutic aspect to that too, though. Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, you can, like, there's all kinds of stories of people taking, like, the negative stuff and turning it into something that's really powerful for them. Yeah, it's, like it's, a transformation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I think that happens a lot when you do a cover-up of a bad tattoo. It's a transformation for that person. Mm -hmm. And I think it even gives them more self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And to have that kind of impact on somebody's mental health, I, I love that. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge to be able to have that, like the physical transformation and then like the emotional transformation um, of it all um, to, to be able to impact somebody's life for, for the better, you know, to where they're not embarrassed about taking off their shirt or they're not embarrassed, you know, about you know wearing shorts and stuff like that that's huge and to where they're they it's the complete opposite to where they can't wait to show it off you know it's a very uh important thing that we can do um and it's it's not easy you know like like james is saying like there, there's a bunch of scars there's a bunch of stuff that we go through that we do on the day-to-day -to, -day to be able to do those things for people and mm -hmm. i and it's, it's something that we all do. And so with the physical transformation for the client, we also have that emotional 
transformation, like the discipline type of thing, you know, um, cause it's not easy, you know, you've got to, uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My brain just went, my, went blank. So next person. Well, it does, you know, there's something spiritual about it, hmm. right? We do kind of, in order to do a tattoo, I mean, you have to be very present, but there are these moments of, let's call it like flow state. People mm -hmm. like that terminology these days, you know, but where you're almost just a conduit for something that's occurring. You're there, yeah. you know, you are doing stuff. But it's more like it's coming through you. Right, right. Um, and so there's a certain respect where you're kind of being the most authentic version of you by almost not being <laughs> you're just you're pure there you know mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're just doing it the thing and you're not like at these moments where you don't have to think which i know sounds crazy you know maybe that sounds crazy to some but like you you can't because otherwise you'll overthink you'll stop being there you'll stop being present i think mm -hmm. is this is what we're trying to say like yeah. you'll stop being in the moment you start overthinking it but there are times when you can I think reach this um uh, that state and you're with another person and and there's a i mean a, there's a there's a lot of you know a lot of energy in that and uh, even so and, and it is especially interesting too because you're you know times you're kind of both sitting very still you know when you're tattooing there may not be a lot of you know like you you know even if you're even if you're going very vigorously at your tattoo you're still not moving very much yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> and like yeah, almost a meditative <laughs> right it's almost like a meditative state yeah you have to be um and to be able to to like endure that as a as the tattoo the person getting the tattoo you have to be very still you have to focus on your breathing because it hurts and uh, and it's very i think it's very easy to you know, to tense up and to hold your breath and to like, you know, and then get, get yourself into trouble as it were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had a, you know, I, so when I was, when I was first starting out, you know, I talked to a guy who told me he, uh, you know, he was getting this very painful tattoo done and he, he went to the bathroom to try to take a bunch of painkillers. Right. And, oh. and he'd, he'd already taken a bunch but it was hurting so bad. He just sort of, he said he broke down in tears and was just crying and crying and crying. And after that moment, something clicked for him and he, you know, he was able to get the rest of this huge tattoo done without, you know, he, he didn't have to try to mask it. There was some acceptance that he had come to about it. And, um, and so, you know, there can be uh, a lot of pain involved in getting a tattoo, um, but that's a whole aspect of it that I think is, um, that can lead to some kind of growth or some sort of like beneficial part about it. So um, yeah, it hurts, uh, you know, <laughs> it does hurt. But hopefully there could be something you can turn that into something positive as well, or at the very least that it's, you know, um, something that you can, you know, as, as you get through it, it 
it didn't kill you. It made you stronger on a different level, I suppose. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of like a whole like like David and Goliath type of situation, you know, type of thing to where you got to take on that, you know, that that big obstacle, you know, that mountain that you got to climb and uh, to be able to to stick with it and go through it. And no matter if it, like the tattoo takes more sessions or anything like that, you're, you're, you're still working towards that goal. And you put on all that time and that effort and that pain and all the experience and everything to, to this one thing that you see, um, that you can see on everyday basis. And then it can remind you of those things. And it's, it's like with, with, with tattoos, it's almost like, um, every image is a certain time and place in your life, you know, like I don't plan on covering up any of my tattoos. Well, I take that back. There's one I was starting to cover up, but it doesn't look the greatest, but it is what it is. But like there it's lessons. It's, it's, I was at this place and, you know, time, yada, yada. And I'm sure it's the same for you. Is it not James? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, I, well, that's, and that's a thing that I'm, you know, that I realize is that any, any cover up is really an integration, you know? And even if you, even if you could get something lasered off, there's gonna, there's a change that's happened to you. You know, it's not, yeah. you're not the same. You just, you just aren't the same. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with being creative because I think creativity, uh, it like uh, destruction is a, is a component of creativity. You gotta destroy stuff yeah. to make it new. And so having you need a chaos in order to create order. Yes. Yeah, I think that's I think that's that's well put. Uh, and I think that's what the the pain in tattooing is kind of all about. I mean, even in therapy, they tell you you have to accept it, you have to feel the pain so that you can get over it, learn the lessons, and move past it. It's kind of the same thing in tattooing and with the therapeutic aspect, you're getting something beautiful out of it, but you're able to work through that pain, through physical pain without harming yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, you know, cause there's, there's emotional situations that people go through that they can't really put a physical pain to, but it hurts just as much, you know, um, yeah. the, the closure can really help a person out. Um, it's kind of it, it is a beautiful thing as a chaotic yes but it's it's something you know that helps people out it's it, it happened it, with um i have a memorial tattoo on my leg for my mother after she passed away yeah and i got it quite a while after she passed away uh-huh. and it really helped me i don't want to say put a period on that situation but it really helped me integrate it into who i am without the fact that it exists hurting me every time it comes up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mother was a beautiful woman and I have a beautiful representation of what her loss means to me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like it took you time to get that and it took time, the the time that you needed. And like, that's the thing with like emotional pain and traumas that it's, it's, it's going to take as much time as it needs. It's, you can't be like, all right, cool. Well, give me a weekend and I'm over it. You know, yeah. like, no, <laughs> it's that, that white elephant in the room. It's like, I'm going to leave when I'm ready. So, but, um, 
So, so James, with um, when it comes to to teaching, um, in 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 the the, the collegiate level, to compare to teaching in the uh, the tattooing industry, um, do you see that there's things that may be lacking, or there's things that the tattoo industry could implement uh, uh, could do more of when it comes to the educational side of things in the tattoo industry? Because I, I I I feel like that there's, you know, of course, there's always room for improvement. And especially with like the whole tattoo industry as a whole, you know, I still feel like we're very medieval time uh, when it comes to a lot of things. But um, when, it, when it comes to like the educational side within the, in the, the industry, um, what, what are some things that you feel like um, we could see more of, you know? Well, I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush, as it were. Yeah. You know, but I do think uh, that, like, of course, there are these really basic things that we could start to, you know, we could always improve on. And so uh, I, I suppose for me that I, I'm resistant to, um, you know, to sort of encourage new regulations, but rather to know that, like, regulations are going to happen and so establishing you know establishing let's say schools of thought <laughs> you know people get emotional when you start talking about tattoo school yeah you, know, you get really emotional about it and and i can yeah uh, on both sides on both sides for sure um uh, because for a lot of reasons but you know but i think that um of course, like with teaching, you know, like teacher has to really has to want to impart knowledge and experience to their students and the students have to be willing to accept it. And so, you know, uh, if, if a student is unable to, unwilling to accept criticism and accept like guidance and stuff, there isn't anything you can do. You know, you can have all of the best suggestions and all the best techniques and it's not going to work for them but of course like you have to experience stuff too you have to make mistakes and that's how learning goes so um as far as the you know tattoo industry as a whole i don't think i have any prescriptions for them but i do think you know let a thousand schools of thought Bloom, you know what I mean? But of mm -hmm. course, there might be some, there might be some areas of, uh, you know, that are where there's parallel agreement on. Mm -hmm. So finding some of those things that, that we can all agree on, that should be, you know, like, that could be the tie that, that helps to sort of unite all of these sort of this myriad of, of, of approaches, mm -hmm. so many approaches, right. To say like, you know, that, that there is the right answer, I think would be counterproductive and would delimit tattooing because there's been so much, like we can see it, uh, you know, cause we're all, we're all fans of Guy Etchison. He has been very innovative in tattooing and has like the way that he does it is very different from the way that a lot of people would prescribe. You have to do it this way. Mm -hmm. He does things differently. And so, and, and I, you know, like, 
I don't do things exactly the way that, that he does them, but I think that like through watching his example, it helps me, you know, understand like there has to be a push, right? There has to be, there does have to be this learning and then an unlearning, I believe, right? So learning some techniques that are like, that are really useful, um, but then also being able to, to set that aside at, uh, at different points, um, I think, that's how that's how it will grow, uh, how this will continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but always, you know, safety, like doing things safely, improving the you know the quality of care that we offer and experience that we can offer. I think these are these are ways that 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 people should come together. And when I say people, I mean like the mentors, the masters of tattooing, come together. And try to, you know, try to foster that sort of community, especially within the younger generation, as they take on the mantle of doing this, you know, very sacred thing. It's been, you know, it's ancient and stuff. How how are they going to approach it? Mm-hmm. It should be from this, from a place that they have care, where they care about it, and they're going to do their best. But they shouldn't be, you know like i don't think that should be dictated to exactly like what a tattoo should look like all the time and now we can and now i think we can definitely have discussions about like qualities you know there can be certain qualities and stuff but again this is probably a you know uh we like if you give somebody disease we can all agree like that's that's you did something wrong something something went something went awry right? Mm-hmm. If you like destroy their surface of their skin and they're, and they're scarred up and that's not what they asked for, something, something didn't work, right? Mm-hmm. But again, you know, like the, the range of aesthetic choices that are available, um, I think, I'm not going to say they're, they're, they're limitless. It's the same question about art. Like, you know, um, anything can be art, but not everything is art. (laughs) There's a distinction. It's a a very subtle one, but there is a distinction. Right. And so, you know, like, like there are any, any mark on the skin can be a tattoo, you know, any mark with, you know, that you make indelible ink delivered to the skin can be a tattoo, but not all of them are, you know, like not all of them have a quality yet. So Mm -hmm. I think that there are some, um, more discussion, more sort of like uh, more community building. I think that's gonna gonna lead to better things. But just like we were talking about with pain, right? I think that you know what what can be maybe counterproductive in therapy is if the you know the person who's undergoing therapy thinks that they're gonna get out of pain you can resolve specific instances, right? You can, you can get over particular things that are getting at you, but you're never going to get out of it, right? There's going to be new pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's going to be new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so the same thing with education, it'll never end. There can be things that we can resolve issues that we think are, uh, that are, that are problematic now or things that are areas of opportunity where you can improve stuff and we can get, we can answer those questions and then new ones are going to come up. There'll be new, there'll be new things that we'll, that we'll need to, you know, as we, we 
go deeper, more contradictions will arise. And that's, mm-hmm. I, I think that, I don't know if that's answering the question. There's no prescription, I don't think. It's just, it's gonna, it's just gonna take a lot of hard work and, and, um, and we should, but we should definitely be cautious too. Try things, be experimental, but be cautious. Just like, you don't wanna just experiment like all the time with tattoos. You know, you want to you want to think very carefully about how you're going to experiment on a person. Mm-hmm. If you ever, you know what I mean? Like, and and maybe that should be very very limited. It, that's you know, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. But like, experiment on things that where there's less at stake. Practice skin on paper, on paint, this sort of things on a really good somebody really close to you you know on yourself maybe 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 you don't yeah. you're high you know on yourself yeah. but i i guess it's, i am my biggest customer there you go, there you go. <laughs> um but yeah that i'll stop and and uh I'll say hey jason what's up hey guys just wanted Hello, to sir. join in yeah how we doing i'm doing well busy packing for paradise yeah. I spent most of the day yesterday running off a couple of brand new prints um, that I've never run before. So that was a process. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I came down to like my last few sheets of paper and I was like, please work, please work, please work. <laughs> um, yeah, please make sure the margins are perfect and there's no no issues. And This really threading that needle. Yeah, and they came out phenomenal. So I'm really excited for that. Heck yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very, very excited. I'm also doing a printmaking seminar. And I was debating on whether or not I wanted to pack up my whole printer and bring that with me. But I just, I thought that might be a bit much. Um, Because like, are people really going to want to have prints run? while I'm there and if so am I really going to want to take the time out from going to seminars yeah. to run prints exactly you know so I think I'm just going to leave that here but I've got tons of great activities planned I've got cool. huge two foot by four foot drawing boards that we're going to be doing collaborative artwork on cool. um, I've got charcoal that should be arriving today and charcoal powder um, cool. I've got oil paints I've got boards that are already prepped and ready to go i've got watercolors and massive rolls of paper um i've got liquid acrylics i've got like pretty much like most of my art room in my house is like organized in piles ready to be thrown in the back of my jeep to go um I'm bringing three easels, a small little travel easel for watercolors for a Renee Little seminar, a medium-sized one for collaborative artwork, and then my big boy for um, the painting I'm going to be working on while I'm there. And uh, my goal is to knock out the whole painting in by the end of the weekend. I don't know if I'm going to get there, but it's 48 inches tall, 18 inches wide, maybe a little bigger than 18 inches. Um, it's pretty big, but I'm just going to do all black and gray ink wash. I'm cutting out all the color that I could throw in it. And I'm like, I'm, there's no way I'm going to finish it if I'm doing this in color. Uh-huh. So, but I did like a little test painting over the last couple of weeks just to see 
how much time it would take me to execute, you know, even something 11 by 14. And I was like, all right, well, you know, if I had like a, a solid day to sit down and work on this, I probably could have knocked it out. So I should, yeah, if, if I keep it simple enough and I use big enough brushes, I'll be able to knock it out. Um, but it's, I started packing for this, um, for Paradise Gathering probably three days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting things organized, like going through checklists and stuff like that. But it's going to be absolutely incredible. I got some freebies I'm giving away for my presentations. Um, Not going to mention what they are, but um, my goal is to make sure everyone that signs up for one of my presentations leaves really, really happy. A lot of takeaways. Organizational seminars for tattoos. You're really. I don't know if I'm the best example of that. I'm. (laughs) I would definitely recommend that for someone else. Um, If you saw the room that I'm in right now, you would completely agree with me. Um, I can tell you how to organize time and time management, but actual organizing, uh, not (laughs) my forte. Trust me on that. You sound like you're on the ball, though. Well, so, and this is something that I've really started to hone in on over the past like three weeks as I've been sitting down really thinking about, okay, well, I need to get PowerPoints together. I need to get this together. I need to get prints made. Um, You know, I want to do new designs for prints, ones that have never been seen before. So I can bring that and be like, hey, limited run only at Paradise Gathering. Um, You know, so I, I really wanted to really push myself to really be at the top of the game. Um, and to really show up as absolutely prepared as humanly possible. And, you know, so I started thinking about this three months ago, you know, because if you do a little bit at a time, it's really not that daunting. But if I were to have decided, okay, crap, it's a week before the show. And now I've got all of this stuff I have to do. I, I, it would have been too overwhelming for me. And I know that I would have just been like, well, you know what? Screw it. I'm just not going to do anything. I'll take all of that stress off my plate. Why not? You know, I try to live a stress-free life, you know, because I, I'm studies have shown stress can really affect your health. It can really cut down your aging. It can really affect your temperament. Um, I learned that much in college. Um, I mean, but that's what college does. That's what school does. It stresses you so that you learn how to deal with this kind of stuff, you know, and I mean, I would have been less, less stressed if I didn't leave every single term paper I had to do till the week before it was due. Hey, you're Uh, talking to a guy that used to write six page papers the night before. So that was me in high school. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's like everything that day. If you set goals, right, like my goal is to show up to this art retreat fully prepared, right? That was my goal. So I knew that if I broke that down into smaller chunks and to smaller goals, I knew I would be okay. So mentally, I broke everything down and I said, okay, I'm doing two presentations. Cool. Presentations require presentations. Um, So I sat down and worked on PowerPoint. And I started working on those a month and a half ago and started brainstorming, getting my outlines together, topics I wanted to discuss, outline flow, you know, 
one topic leads into another topic, leads into another topic, leads into another topic, which builds on that topic, which builds on this topic. And then you've got this topic over here and it's like, well, where does that go? Oh, I'll put that in here. Cool, great. Outlines are done. Now all I have to do is create the PowerPoints, sat down, crank that out. And I have disclaimers on my PowerPoints, by the way, for everyone out there that might be watching that may be attending one of my seminars. This is a fair warning disclaimer. All of my PowerPoints were done between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. over a lot of consecutive nights where I may or may not have been inebriated um, and I may or may not have been getting distracted by my cat or watching a movie or TV or thinking about drawings I had to do that week or working on paintings all at the same time. So if, they are, if there are typos anywhere, I'm apologizing in advance. Sorry. Don't diminish uh, your efforts, Jason. I think well, that, the I, I one, think that uh, there's something that's very like uh, approachable, right? Like we all make mistakes, you know what right. I mean? So, uh, so anyway, I, I think there's something that's nice about the glitch, right? So if you have yeah. a little glitch in it, it's, uh, it's especially sort of, um, uh, it's, it's especially kind of nice. I think too, is if, if you don't notice them, but other people do, right? And that can be this little imperfection that people love. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> this little thing about mm -hmm. you that people actually love even more than, uh, you know, if it were just perfect, it would just be a regular ass presentation, right? But, yeah. <laughs> but you misspell mm -hmm. the same word. <laughs> yeah, time. on every <laughs> slide. You know, every, everyone, there's... To this day, quilt makers and crocheters put a small mistake in their, you know, in their project as a signature. So that's actually a very common thing that you see in a lot of different artists. Um, even artists like Peter Paul Rubens used to do that very deliberately. Um, rumor has it, and this is undocumented, but if you look do like those X-ray, like x-ray imaging things where you can see through like layers of paint you can see it on every single one of his paintings he does like a big splash of like warm like golden yellow in the middle of each painting right and through people that have analyzed his artwork they've gone through and said well you know he probably did that to create this warm radiant glowing you know like light source that you see in a lot of his like flesh tones and stuff like that, it's got this very warm tone. My thinking is he probably did that. And I do that, believe it or not, with every single one of my paintings, I'll like do a, a random like splash of like yellow or orange or something like that. It, just very lightly somewhere so that I remember that, yeah, it is artwork. It's supposed to be fun. It's not going to be perfect. Get over it. Right. Here's an interesting angle that, you know, this might be this again. So since we're speculating on it. Yes. Uh, back in the day, uh, there was a there was a color oil painters would use. It's called Indian yellow. I think referring mm. probably to to India itself. Anyway, it was made from urine. OK, that was how the pigment was made of. And so, you know, uh, so perhaps this was a great big like spot of 
of Guerin, <laughs> you know, right I mean, in the middle of the painting. Um, because people could criticize, you know, because like blue would have been made of lapis lazuli back then. It's, a, it's like a really high end. It was made of malachite. There were so many things that it was such an alchemy to like the production of these sorts of the pigments to the to the materials that artists would use. And so something like, you know, this this lower form, right? Is you know, this made of this made of urine rather than sort of this precious mineral. You could you could, you know, you would be criticized, oh, you use too much this yellow color because <laughs> it's kind of urine stained. And so that might very well, again, this is speculative, but I think too, there's a there might be this secret like physicalness about it. Right. You're uh you are, you know, uh making it less precious so that way you can you know again you don't overthink because we were talking about that earlier mm -hmm. how do you how do you how do you make stuff and then i think i think too uh you know to your point jason it, it, that's got to be a really great way is to you know how do you eat a train yep piece by piece you know <laughs> uh, how do you eat an elephant is the way i look at it you know, you can a one human being can eat an entire elephant. You just have to eat it one bite at a time. You know, well, one small little bit at a time over a period of time, and you will eat an entire <laughs> elephant. It takes time and patience, but you will get there. I don't know if I would, you know, really want to eat an entire elephant, though. I, no, I I've seen some elephants up close. I don't want to eat that. Mm, no. I'm trying to picture an elephant yeah. on a, in a pit like we used to do the hogs for Fourth of July. Oh when I, yeah, that's a big pit. Yeah, that would be a cookout. That mm. would be a cookout. But anyway, but yeah, so I, I adopted that philosophy. Um, so a lot of different artists do that. They'll create, you know, they'll start off with one big imperfection. It, it reminds them to stay creative and that nothing is perfect, you know? So I do the same thing with that. The only things that I truly try to make perfect are my prints and reproductions. Um, and that's usually because I'm doing them for other people. And I want their artwork to come out exactly as it is when they send it to me, because they have taken the time to create that in a very specific manner, in a very specific way, specific colors and whatever. So my job is not to, you know, add to that or take away from that. My job is to simply reproduce that, you know, and I need that to be as spot on as humanly possible because that is what they are expecting. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to my own paintings, I can show you every single flaw in every single one of them areas where I painted over a line or maybe this got outside the border somehow, or maybe I've got like a little bit of black spots over here, you know, or whatever, you know, and there's imperfections in every painting, but we see them as we create them because we are the artists. The average person might not ever notice them. No, we're always our biggest critic. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, so I just try to keep that in mind. But yeah, I, I did a lot of preparation for these presentations. Um, my printmaking seminar is going to have a lot of visuals. I'm going to show people how to photograph canvases um, for 
like actual textured painting reproduction. So you can get all those like chunks of paint that might be on there. Um, and it's actually a very tricky kind of process because you need to light it from two directions without eliminating shadows so that you can catch cast shadows from paint in order to see the texture. Because James, correct me if I'm wrong, I remember being in a uh, one of these drawing sessions with you a while back, but you had brought up the topic of, well, when we see form, what we really see is light, right? And light creates the form and the volume of different objects. So I remember sitting back thinking like, okay, well, how, do, how would someone make a reproduction of like this very chunky paint style, right? And I was like, well, chunky paint is a three-dimensional object on a two-dimensional surface. Well, if you light it right, you'll be able to create the volume in the form of that to see that it's an actual chunk. So started playing around with it a little bit and I came up with a pretty, pretty awesome way to do it. Um, but you have to have forward light and top light in order to see that chunk. So it, it's a little tricky, but I'll be going over that in my seminar. Um, there's going to be a lot of visuals for that one because it's very visual process. I'm doing one in Procreate. That's got 60 slides, 63 or 64 slides, uh, two hours long. And that one is going, we're going to need breaks. <laughs> we're going to need some breaks because there is a lot of stuff I cover in that. I try to go soup to nuts all the way through from the very basic features all the way over to how to create your own brushes. Um, you know, whether they're stamp brushes, repeating pattern brushes, texture brushes, it doesn't matter. It's one basic methodology to create all of the brushes, how to tweak the brushes, how to change them and all that stuff. All of that's discussed. Um, that presentation took me three weeks, like just about every night working on it for two to three hours. You know, uh, I think it's, I think it's really interesting because you never know, like, how big your audience is going to be. I mean, like, you can have projections sometimes about, like, you know, but you never know exactly, like, until the event. And so it's, I think, what's uh, what's really great is this passion, right? That you know you putting into the teaching. And, uh, you know, you're going to, you know, it's what I, I definitely, I try, I want, I want to do that too, whether it's like, you know, three people, nobody right. shows up, right. Or, or you got like, you know, a, a stadium full, you know what I mean? Of audience. I, again, there's going to be a difference in stuff. Um, but, uh, but certainly, you know, uh, you know, I've had experiences where, you know, you, you go to set up for your presentation to teach somebody something and, you know, one person come, yeah. <laughs> you can be tough, but you just, but you, you know, you go through it anyway and you do this, you give it your all and you treat, you treat it with that respect. And, um, and that's something, uh, there's a motivational speaker, uh, that I, that I like, I'm not really, I'm, I'm not always all in on motivational speakers. 
<laughs> I'm not always in, you know, on self-improvement. Like I, you know, like Fight Club said it best, right? Self-improvement is masturbation, not self-destruction. <laughs> anyway, you know, what I, I guess what I'm saying is like, you, you know, this motivational speaker, Jim Rohn, he talks about like, you know, like you got to take care of that, those, those four people in your room, you know, before you can take care of this, you know, this massive audience that you might mm. have. Today. And I think that's, I think there's a truth in that insofar as uh, taking things seriously and in, improvement's going to come through like this painfulness, <laughs> like things will get better. You'll get more efficient. You'll, you'll, you'll become more comfortable in this being uncomfortable thing. Right. And that's the kind of improvement, you know, that we can expect. And again, you know, like being able to, being able to spend some time crafting things. Um, it's a really important aspect, you know, of, of, of doing that work. So even if you don't prepare like a, you know, even if you don't prepare like a very like elaborate presentation, you're still in your space working on this subject that you become really familiar with. And you can, you know, you're gonna, you know, you can deliver it in some way. So there's many different approaches, right? There isn't one way that's, you know, gonna be effective teaching. Right. Kyle and I were talking about that last night, you know, like, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the things that like, that I like to talk about here could probably make it to a TikTok that's like very, very, you know, quick. <laughs> you can probably reduce things down to just a couple of seconds. And it's like, yep, you get the principle. Now take it and run with it. But, you know, Kyle, if you can expound on this a little bit, you were talking about how it's like there's this sort of slow expansion or this really, you know, we have this space together where we unfold things and there's something nice about that part. Well, well yeah, because like in the whole situation of like, let's say it's the same information, like last night I was saying like, okay, yeah, you get that 15 seconds of information through TikTok, whatever. So uh, like uh, for me, I just feel like that's just you regurgitating information. And in the style that we do, we talk about it. We, we're talking about the idea of it. We give it a lot more time and effort compared to just because it's TikTok, you know, and I was saying like yeah. uh, little videos like that, like, oh, OK, cool. I'll bookmark it. I'll save it. And then I'll just forget about it. But like something like this to where we have a lot more human interaction about the topic and we're able to express ideas. Well, what about this or what about that? You know, we're able to put a lot more time and effort compared you know, it's the exact same thing, exact same topic, but like there's just a lot more content to it, a lot more context um, to that idea compared to just a 10 second video. You know, like, yeah, of course you can consolidate anything into a lot simpler, but that doesn't mean everybody's going to understand that, you know, like some people yeah. might click and it's perfect. Like it works out great for them. Not everybody does that, you know, some people need a lot more time with it and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Everybody, everybody learns differently. Exactly. You know, everybody learns different differently so I, I feel like the 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 shows that you guys do is a lot better and a lot more beneficial and, and like you said there may be only like one person that shows up or three people or four however many people show up but like isn't it just kind of worth it if it makes that one person's like career better you know it makes that one person's day better um it's yeah we want to be able to to help a lot of people you know we want to be able to help everybody you know it's in our nature we, we just want to help people 
but we don't always get that opportunity and that's fine. You know, one person shows up. Okay, cool. What, what do you need to know, man? It's a more one-on-one. Perfect. You know, we, let's, let's make shit happen. You know? So yeah, it's a, I guess that's maybe the answer to the question, but. Uh, <laughs> I agree um, with that. Totally. I really agree with what you're saying because, and I do think that there's like something about not answering questions <laughs> that we do here that I love. I love it. I think that that's, it, I think that's what you're getting at where it inspires more questions. Mm-hmm. We talk about stuff yeah. and it's like, you know, that you're getting the ball rolling. I think if you just receive this soundbite where it tells you the an- the answer, mm-hmm. what do you do? You walk away thinking that you got the answer. Yeah, but it's you don't know. So but sometimes like, you don't even know yeah. what the question was. Yeah. Exactly. Because you it's only got this tiny little snippet of an answer. Right. Yeah, it's like the whole like, oh, okay, well, question eight, and, and this is the answer, you know, but you don't understand why this is the answer to it, you know, like, you you know, the answer, but you don't know why, um, like in tattooing, being taught and everything like that. It's like, okay, well, you do this to this, but I was never taught the why. And I had to understand and figure out the why myself. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. why do I stretch the skin or why do I squeeze the skin? You know, like I, I, I get, you know, get told these things, but I don't get told why we do these things and stuff like that so so i guess that we get to figure out the why and have fun with the whys compared to the answers themselves um because like yeah like you said it brings up more questions because like the more you know the less you know because like yeah <laughs> don't know and shit, the more you so. know the more you want to know yeah yeah that's what i'm hoping to that's what i'm hoping to get from jason's um seminar right Mm -hmm. (laughs) when i I address that you know and i try to take each each topic that i'm covering in each presentation and i get into the why here's how you set this up like this and here's why you need to do it this way yeah right because it demiss i was just like you kyle when i was coming up in my apprenticeships i was never taught the why Mm -hmm. i was told buy these machines why because they're good Okay, but you're not like, why are they good? Like, teach me, right? I had that problem in the apprenticeship I was recently in. They yeah. could never tell me why on right. anything, just because it is. I'm like, if you don't know the answer to this, I need to find somebody to teach me who knows these answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I, I try to take that and I applied that to my presentations. You know, I wanted to understand the why. And I wanted like perfect example. One thing I cover in my printmaking presentation is color schemes, right? You, there's two basic color schemes. You have red, green, blue, right? On one hand, right? And then you have CMYK, right? CMYK is used for printing. Red, green, blue is used for visual. But why? Right? Well, we go into that. We cover that. One's an additive process, one's a subtractive process. The human eye only has so many different cones that it can receive for color. Printmaking works off of the reflection of light off of a surface, right? So when you get into the why, you start to understand the core concepts, which can help eliminate a lot of questions that you may have further on down the road, right? So just diving into that underlying premise and Mm -hmm 
getting people to understand the why is unbelievably helpful. And people will walk away guaranteed feeling like they've, if nothing else, they've understood at least one new concept to a core. And they've really understood. (laughs) Why? Because I'm very good at explaining things. But why? You know, I I love it. No, I put in your process. Why? Used to drive my parents crazy when I was a kid. Everything was why. I had to know. I wanted information. I needed. Yeah. They wonder why I made them buy me all the Encyclopedia Britannica's at once. I went on a hunger strike. I was like, I want the books. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that reminds me of those like door-to-door salesmen that were selling those big like encyclopedia. Yes, that's kind of how I found out about them. I was like, <laughs> what are books that can tell me everything? I need them. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, I don't remember if tattooing was ever covered in Britannica or not, but maybe it was. It was. There's a project right there. Tattoo Britannica. Words and stuff. Tattoo Britannica. <laughs> some beautiful illustrations and these clear oh, yeah. cellophane pages with like the, the whole slices of the human body for anatomy and the nervous system and the skeletal system. I use them a lot for drawing reference. Hmm. It's a good way to do it. That's really good. It's a good way of doing it. So speaking of references, uh, I'm going to see if I do this right. So um, I'm going to share my screen to Senior James's paintings that are completely out of this world. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, just wanted to, just looking at this stuff, man. Like how absolutely amazing. Like, wonder if I can zoom in farther. Ah, like, look at that, dude. That's awesome. It's amazing. Like, everything's muted tones. Everything's really subtle. And then oh, color right there. And I goes to that guy every single time. You. That was absolutely yeah, amazing. There's warm tones and that red in there, just slightly off center of the painting. It's just perfect. I was into I was into this like uh, um, it's like you know this dynamic composition stuff. I don't know if you if you know what I'm talking about. It's, you know, it's like drawing these angles all over the place. Um, so and it, it, you know it's uh, um, I was into that. I think there's some interesting bits you know that happen, but uh, but no, I really appreciate the you know your your kind words on it. Um, I I. I like this painting. I, it, I did struggle, you know, making it. Um, but uh, at the time, I, I, I just sort of finished, you know, some really large ones. Hmm. So this one is like, uh, uh, it's like uh, a rebound. It's like three feet by four feet or something. I think I'm, I'm, I want to say that that's the dimensions of it. And so mm-hmm. I, was, I was just like in the, I was in this headspace of paint. It was just paint, 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 paint. Everything was, um, everything was, was working a little bit more efficiently. Or I, I don't know. I was just, I was just 
that's just where I was thinking. I was looking at a lot of old paintings and I was painting a lot of paint. And, and so mm. when I went to paint this one, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the process and, you know, uh, I didn't take it, uh, nothing was too precious. I was able to sort of, you know, made a lot of, you know, adjustments and, you know, revisions and stuff to it as I went. Um, so it was uh, definitely a learning experience, but I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you, you know, what you just said. The complimentary colors and just everything's muted except your focal point and it's just dynamic, dynamic, dynamic. Like you nailed it, dude. You did awesome on that. Um, and then, I don't know, just and like so so was there like just like a common theme of like the the head or the hat thing is that you were just um just kind of something that you were enjoying tattooing because like I like the the like how everything is like super dynamic and detailed but then you have like this cylinder that's like kind of reminiscent of like the the starting point of where you're drawn you know you draw the sphere and the cylinder and stuff like that like I like how like dynamic but then also kind of like a little callback to like this is where I started from this is where I'm at you know Certainly. Uh, so uh, when I make when I was making these paintings, I was um, I was finishing up my my degree, and so I was trying to come up with some sort of like cohesive body of work. And I had been um, I'd been a part of a project, uh, you know, where I was an illustrator. Uh, you know, working. You know, we were doing like a magazine you know we were doing like this uh uh like wh where it was a it was a group project right between different classes right so there was a you know like a graphic design class and uh you know and illustrators and stuff we were making illustrations and the graphic designers for graphic designing and it was a it was like a book on you know a philosophy and poetry and so oh, people right. would submit to it and they, you know we you know we would sort of put it together and make this beautiful magazine and, uh, you know, so the professor had given me this, um, given me a book to, to sort of, you know, to be inspirational. And it was like, uh, I think it was called the, the secret wisdom of the ages or something like that. And it was, mm -hmm. this, uh, it was like this Masonic book of, you know, of all this esoteric stuff, you know, so I just, you know, like I'd been Sounds looking like it's right up my alley. It was crazy. This there was crazy things in this book. Stuff that's you know, I saw things I wasn't supposed to see. <laughs> what book is this? <laughs> I can't even remember. You can't find it. It's a secret book. You know what I mean? It's like this. It's this. It's I have book a collection of secret books. It's a magical book. You know. So if yeah, if you got the if you got the secret, you know, wisdom of the you know of the ages or whatever, you know, it it was a secret Mason book. I you know, and I wasn't. Oh, I have I have a I have a collection of amazing books from my grandfather. I, yeah, I think there are all kinds of books like that. They're magical and they have all kinds of stuff in it. And so anyway, mm -hmm. there was all this like alchemical, you know, like esoteric images and magic and stuff, and it was beautiful. And so that was a part of what I was, uh, you know, I was sort of it was in there, you know. And I was also thinking about. Um, there's also, you know, this really beautiful period of painting from America, um, the Hudson River School, um, and these the, the paintings that you know were made um, 
Albert Bierstadt is one of these people. Uh, um, there were these really wonderful like landscape paintings and and uh, anyway, I was interested in that and I was, you know, and I, I ended up like doing research and, you know, talking about it in my thesis a little bit. But um, yeah, a part of this narrative is, is like a, you know, there's like this, there's this little protagonist who keeps showing up in all the paintings and uh, uh, his culture, in his culture, everybody wears these, you know, these hats, these sort of cylindrical sort of hats. And we can tell they kind of, they would obscure your senses, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't hear the same, you wouldn't see the same, you wouldn't smell or talk the same. You know, everything is through this, the filter of this, you know, this thing that they wear. And, you know, one day he like takes his off, you know? And so anyway, it's kind of this interesting thing. Like, you know, I, I there's an old story that it's like from Plato he talks about the, you know, the, the secret of the cave and stuff. So there's this idea that like, that we're all like subjects sitting in a cave and we're looking at shadows on the wall. And that's the illusion of our life. You know, there's a whole world out there that you don't, you don't see. Um, so anyway, you know, it's, a, it's an old story, right? As far as that goes. Um, but again, I think, you know, that, that it's uh uh there's something about like you know if you if you stare at the sun for instance right it'll it'll blind you it'll hurt you physically and i think that you know i think that this is sort of the thing that like you know why we talk about ideas is because if you stare at the truth right it'll like damage your soul (laughs) it'll hurt you you know the truth is so blinding and so anyway you know, like you talk about ideas and when we use metaphor and uh, narratives um, in order to sort of get at things that are, you know, that could be true. And so that's part of the, you know, sort of the ideas and stuff that are behind some of these works. Jason says he's got to go. Jason, thank you so mm-hmm. much for uh, for coming today. I'll see you. Have a good day, Jay. Yeah, we'll see you in a few days, man. Sounds great, guys. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. We are too. We're super excited, man. And super, super happy for you to be able to have this experience. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, have a great time. Will do. Take care, everyone. We'll see you, Jason. Right. Anyway, yeah. So um, so this one, sorry, somebody's drilling something right now. <laughs> so anyway, in this one, I, you know, I sort of de- developed uh, some symbols that had you know, been a part of this, um, the story, like the hat, and then there was, there's like this nine-pointed, you know, star object that keeps coming up as well, and so um, something interesting, you know, something interesting about that that I felt like was, uh, you know, um, yeah, right. okay. So is it, is it kind of like, like you were saying, like Plato's Secret of the Cave, like with the 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 cylinder on the head is that kind of like a, a the, the similar thing to where we all um see you know our, our senses are a little bit different and stuff like that with the cylinder on does that make am i making any sense at all i don't think i am um is that kind of like a similar thing or is it i don't know what i'm asking i'm just i'm just i guess i'm just intrigued 
you know, behind, behind like the philosophical um, side of the paintings. Yeah, I feel like the helmet kind of represents a collective cognitive dissonance. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. I don't, yeah, the, everything you guys said is, <laughs> that's in there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a, what's beautiful, I think, about like, you know, an image-based sort of, you know, uh, what we're doing, I think, whenever we're making, you know, paintings, whenever we're making tattoos and stuff, we are, we really are kind of putting out there, um, like, this idea that, you know, again, it's going to mean what, it's going to be different for other people. Right. There isn't there isn't going to be one sort of way, even if even if you could agree upon exactly all these points, it's still going to be different for everybody. And it's going to mean different things. You're going to have different perspectives on it. So um, that, you know, that's a part of what I was hoping to accomplish here is that, you know, I really wanted. You know, for people to <laughs> feel something <laughs> when you you know, when you start to look at this at the work. And, uh, um, you know, again, there might be, there might be points at it, uh, at which you really, you know, find disturbing or banal, or, you know, there might be things that are, that are really fascinating and wonderful too. So anyway, anywhere in there, um, there's all this, there's at least you really love it or you hate it. I think that we're on this sort of, you know, spectrum or continuum of care where you care about it enough that you can you know invest some of your time it's sort of like a, you know somebody trolling you know if you troll somebody you're still you know you're still feeding their algorithm right by, by being yeah. 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 And, and talking about what they're doing um so yeah i i, I think all you know the interpretations are welcome you know you can of course like the truth would be in all of the subsequent like interpretations about it you know like i can't you know what do i really mean by this almost doesn't matter it's like it's out there now and like i can't control you know the way people you know uh receive it interpreting yeah exactly so that's uh so in that way i'm that way i really enjoy it yeah yeah, dude. Like that's the whole story behind it and everything like that. It's just and they're so well done, dude. So well done. This one gives me a very Hieronymus Bosch feel. Oh, thank you. Um, so yeah, I was definitely looking at like looking at Hieronymus Bosch. And this one particularly, uh, there's a there's some compositional reference. This one and the last one, they're they're kind of based on the same composition, but uh, uh, yeah. the Bacchanalia, right? And it was there was a there was one painted by Nicholas Cosan specifically, um, and it was, mm. it was about the uh, the Israelites uh, worshiping the golden calf while they were in the desert. Um, it just been they just been uh, they just left uh, Egypt. Their enslavement in Egypt. They passed through the Red Sea, right? Moses had parted the Red Sea, and so uh, Moses was up on the uh, on Mount Sinai getting the the Ten Commandments. And so while while he was busy doing that, all of the all of the children of Israel were you know they were like uh, 
building a, a golden calf idol and they were worshiping it. So um, that was the that was the story of that painting. That's not the story of this painting. <laughs> but again, I I do you know just like just like that story is going to have resonance with other stories too, right? There are other there are going to be other narratives, you know, because that's the that's the beauty of storytelling and narrative and uh, metaphor is you know you're always referencing. There's always that's how that's how language is built. That you know one signifier is built on referencing others, just like a dictionary we're talking about, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, the encyclopedia or the dictionary, it's like every single component, like is, it's a book of words, right? That uses other words to explain the words. Mm -hmm. So with a story, it's a story that explains a story with other stories. And so mm -hmm. that's what I, <laughs> that's a part of what I'm hoping to do. Like, you know, maybe you could say that all work does that, but you know, um, that's a, meta idea of the work is that it's a work that's based on work it's evocative of work and and so uh, anyway yeah uh yeah uh, you're just all your paintings are just astounding man it's yeah. so good and i like i love seeing like the little uh, very painterly things that you would see um in a painting but in like in your tattoos like this right here I love that so much. Like it's perfect. Like the color to desaturate, you know, lower chroma to like the, 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 the hue shift to everything. Like, like right there too. It's just so spot on. It's, uh, it's mm -hmm. so, it's so good. And just to be able to see that uh, the painterly things in your tattoos is so cool. It's yeah. I fucking, your work is awesome, dude like this guy stands out like like so well because like even when it's like just uh you can still tell what the heck it is like it's perfect it's great it's so delicate yeah it's awesome and then you know your the the sleeve oh hey there's two of those where'd it go all right well whatever um and then you're yeah, like this like your composition of this is just awesome yes you know it's not like this flat dark tree all the way up like you use that atmospheric perspective you use the space of like how it's really light right there and it goes behind you know the the owl and the tree like you have that that motion and that flow coming up and then it brings you to the owl you know like so rad so cool i just yeah it's really really good thank you yeah thank you and that's, I think that's wonderful about like being able to work with other customers you know with your clients and stuff is it um, you know, you're expressing something of their vision as well. They need you, right? And they need you to, to perform it, and but they also they need you to to design it and stuff as well. So yeah. um yeah, no, thank you for yeah, thank you for for saying that. I appreciate it. Yeah, I just like I, I know we talked about like critiques and stuff like that, but like man, you're you're smashing it, you know, you're doing really yeah. good. And like, dude, like the, the, the gray to the lighter gray whites, like, it's so awesome. It's so smooth, you know? And then like the, you know, you got your, your sharper, you know, full, you know, like closer, um, thicker outline, line weight. There you go. That's a word. Um, you know, it helps organize things, you know, you don't have to have one here. So definitely obviously goes behind his face, you know, same thing here. And it's just, yeah, like all the little, tricks and techniques and stuff like that they're just 
are awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, well, you know, and, and then so, um, so this one was is based on a reference, but again, there's going to be some uh, interpretation that happens. And I, you know, and like, luckily, uh, and, and we, I think, uh, you know, I think Kyle, you were there as well, but we had, uh, we had the privilege of, of John Clue came to, you know, mm -hmm. to our subscribers group. We got to show him some of our work and he got, you know, he gave us some feedback on it and stuff. So, you know, I think just to, you know, to plug that a little bit, I think, you know, like getting that opportunity, right, to, to have like a, a very, uh, you know, someone like a John Clue of that sort of caliber, you know, checking out your work and having to, you know, getting you some feedback. Bob mm -hmm. Tyrell, you know what I mean? I've got, I've got critique from Bob Tyrell. <laughs> yeah. Critique from John Clue, from Guy yeah. Hutchison. Being a part of the group, you know what I mean, I think is, mm -hmm. is so valuable and, you know, yeah. and I, I really have gotten so much, you know, from, you know, from those feedback. And so, yeah, and I, I do, um, I believe it does help inform you as you, you know, you make choices and stuff, you, you get some of this feedback and, and you're going to, again, through that pain, <laughs> yeah. through that pain you're going to, you know, you're going to, to um, gain experience and learn things. So. Yeah. Well, and then, it, you know, that makes me think of like the whole, like, if you want to be a good leader or um, a great teacher, you got to learn how to be a good student. You got to be, learn how to be, a, you know, a good follower type of thing. Um, somebody that really helps support the team. So to be able to, um, I don't know where I was going with that. I think, I, yeah, yeah, no idea where that went. So cool. Good talk. All right. Next thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, just really, really great stuff, man. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, be, being able to be part of the group and be able to get these big That's critiques. So yeah, I love the colors; super bright. Yes, and that's well, fresh here. Yeah. I, I will say it's fresh here, and like it did, it heal up really nice. It's brighter, and it's some some people sometimes like you know, people's skin is different. Their flesh is different. And sometimes like white ink shows up really well on certain, certain skin types. And, mm. so, um, you know, I'm, and it's, and it really is sort of, it, it is kind of like, there's no way to tell, right. You know, before you, un until you have some experience with that person, with that, with that particular individual, that's just saying light skinned people. It's, it's, it's anybody they could have darker, you know, they could have darker pigmentation. They could, you know, uh, they could be young. They could be old. You know what I mean? You just don't know. Some people like white ink just really works. Just sucks uh, into the skin. Mm -hmm. I love it when that happens. Right. Yeah. It works. It gives you a little bit of a thrill when you're like, oh, yes, this is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's always there. It's ink. You know, white ink is ink and it's always there, but it, you know, it can be very subtle sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it's just, you know, it can be just a trick. And, you know, Kyle, I've seen you use white ink, like really effectively. Uh, but again, like, you know, there's some, some instances where you just, it, you know, it just works uh, in a particular way with certain mm -hmm. people. So go, I, I like to go, <laughs> I guess, if, it, if it's going to do its thing, you know what I mean? You gotta, you mm -hmm. can 
you can capitalize or can take advantage of that situation. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I'm a, a huge fan of like how much color pack there is. And then it just looks like there's like no trauma at all. Yeah. It's just, oh, I love it. It's so cool. It's so good. Looks like butter. Yeah. Butter. Butter. Appreciate that. But yeah, uh, anybody listening, and if you're not following James, uh, go to Tattooing Wisdom on Instawams, and you give him a follow. And then he's got a link to his painting website. Um, definitely hop on that bad boy and check those out because those are going to, you can learn a lot from those paintings. Uh, a lot of priority and reserve, you know, a lot of that in there. Um, very, very controlled compositions. Very, very great work. Um, and then you also have tattooingwisdom.com which is a very good play on words and how you're philosophical yeah. and stuff like that. It just works. It's just, yeah, <laughs> it works. Um, you can risk request consultations from him. You know, he's got a good bio down here, right there. Boom. Get a little backstory from your homie, you know, and all the stuff that he does with reinventing the tattoo and all the information that you want from James can be right here. That's your fingertips, tattooingwisdom.com. Well, I, I really appreciate um, you spotlighting me and, uh, you know, taking the time to, you know, check me out, ask, ask them some questions and stuff. Um, it really has been, uh, it's nerve wracking, right? <laughs> to, you know, to get mm -hmm. some, put yourself out there. Um, and, but I, you know, again, I, I really uh, have enjoyed getting a chance to, to, get to know all of you and to, to share, you know, share this love of art and tattoos that we have. So I'm, you know, again, I'm really grateful and uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend at the Paradise Tattoo Gathering. Um, can't wait. Yeah, I'm so excited because like, I just want to see like who else is tattooing there and how they tattoo and what they do, their little tricks and this, that, and the other thing and like their compositions, like all the seminars that are going on. It's like, I don't have enough time for everything. I can't. <laughs> so it's it's very exciting. And if you're in the area for Paradise Tattoo Gathering, please swing by. Come say hi. Come meet the gang. Come talk to James about doing a painting for you or a tattoo. Mm -hmm. Come pick his brain. He'll, he'll be there. He's always a good time to talk with. So... Um, how long do we usually do these for? I think we're there. Hour and a yeah. half. That's Hour and a half. Magic. It's the golden time. So that's the golden. Yeah, the, golden hour. It's the golden hour. The golden hour. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, I guess uh, we'll start doing sign-offs and stuff like that. Um, and let's start with uh, Amber. Let's let's hear your Pardon stuff. Me, I have something in my eye. Oh, okay. We'll give you time. All right. Um, no, I just it's okay. I can you. do it. I'm just, I'm rubbing my eye while I'm doing it. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Amber Morgan, and this has been awesome. I love doing a deep dive into James's work. His work is so good and so evocative. Mm -hmm. The first awesome. time I saw his work, I was blown away. I'm so glad I am learning and discussing and considered a contemporary of this man 
too kind Amber. you i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> but you can find me on all social media sites under amber morgan and here pretty much every monday cool it's, it's, it's awesome how we get to see you every Monday and we get to catch up with you and we get to talk to you and we get to hear your insights. I'm glad to be here too. Well, I'm glad you enjoy me. I yeah. enjoy you. <gasps> yeah, we love you, Amber. It's it's always good to see you and your itchy eye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. And um, I'll do my sign off now because I think it'd be best if James closes out the show because it's, yeah, his thing. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, my name is Kyle Olson. I tattoo out of Trinity Art Collective um, in Tucson, Arizona. Um, if you can get a hold of me, um, you can get a hold of me on Instagram at Olson underscore tattoos, O-L-S-O-N. Um, and you can also reach out at trinityartcollective.com. Um, and it's always fun to do this. I look forward to it every week. Um, and I look forward to doing more of this stuff and just seeing it do its thing, you know, and James, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you. A million times, thank you. And um, yeah, so. Oh, that's that's amazing. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Amber. Uh, I really, um, I really enjoyed uh, getting a chance to, you know, to, to talk with you all. And also just, uh, you know, I'm really, I'm honored and humbled by, you know, you know, by you all checking out my work and your kind words. So, uh, Anyway, and thank you, audience, for joining us on this week's uh, episode of Drawing for Tattooers. If you enjoy this content, please hit like uh, and subscribe. Uh, it helps us out. Um, we're all heading to uh, the Paradise Tattoo Gathering, so hope to see you there. Um, thank you, everybody. Uh, join us, I think, in two weeks. We'll probably, uh, we're probably going to take next Monday off. We'll be probably traveling. So. Um, but thank you again. Uh, happy drawing, everybody. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you.